0: Section 4 of Curiosities of Literature, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Curiosities of Literature, Volume 3 by Isaac Disraeli. History of New Words neology or the novelty of words and phrases is an innovation which with the opulence of our present language the english philologer is most jealous to allow but we have puritans or precisions of english superstitiously nice the fantastic coinage of affectation or caprice will cease to circulate from its own alloy but shall we reject the ore of fine workmanship and solid weight there is no government mint of words and it is no statutable offence to invent a felicitous or daring expression unauthorised by mr todd when a man of genius in the heat of his pursuits or his feelings has thrown out a peculiar word it probably conveyed more precision or energy than any other established word otherwise he is but an ignorant pretender julius caesar who unlike other great captains is authority on words as well as about blows wrote a large treatise on analogy in which that fine genius counselled to avoid every unusual word as a rock the cautious Quintilian, as might be expected opposes all innovation in language if the new word is well received small is the glory if rejected it raises laughter this only marks the penury of his feelings in the species of adventure the great legislator of words who lived when his own language was at its acme seems undecided yet pleaded for this liberty shall that which the romans allowed to cecilius and to plautus be refused to virgil and varius the answer to the question might not be favourable to the inquirer while a language is forming writers are applauded for extending its limits when established for restricting themselves to them but this is to imagine that a perfect language can exist the good sense and observation of horace perceive that there may be occasions where necessity must become the mother of invented words c si forte necessi est indicius monstrare recentibus abdita rerum if you write of things abstruse or new some of your own inventing may be used so it be seldom and discreetly done Common. But Horace's canon for deciding on the legality of the new invention or the standard by which it is to be tried will not serve to assist the inventor of words suet semperque lisibit signatum praesente nota prosudere numum footnote this verse was corrected by bentley prosudere numum instead of produceri nomen which the critics agree is one of his happy conjectures End of footnote. this pricens nota or public stamp can never be affixed to any new coinage of words for many received at a season have perished with it footnote henry cockerham's curious little english dictionary or an interpretation of hard english words duodecimo sixteen thirty one professes to give in its first book the choicest words themselves now in use wherewith our language is enriched and become so copious many have not survived such as the following acrological an improper speech adapted driven in by force blandiloquy flattering speech compaginate to set together that which is broken concessation loitering delitigate to scold or chide vehemently depalmate to give one a box on the ear isyriae to hunger strenuity activity curiously enough this author notes some words as those now out of use and only used of some ancient writers but which we now commonly use such are the following abandon to forsake or cast off abate to make less diminish or take from the privilege of stamping words is reserved for their greatest enemy time itself and the inventor of a new word must never flatter himself that he has secured the public adoption for he must lie in his grave before he can enter the dictionary in will's address to the reader prefixed to the collection of voyages published in fifteen seventy seven he finds fault with eden's translation from peter martyr for using words that smelt too much of the latin we should scarcely have expected to find among them ponderous portentous despicable obsequious homicide imbibed destructive prodigious the only words he quotes not thoroughly naturalized are dominators ditionaries subjects solicitude careful the tatler number thirty introduces several polysyllables introduced by military narrations which he says if they attack us too frequently we shall certainly put them to flight and cut off the rear every one of them still keep their ground half the french words used affectedly by Melantha in dryden's mariage a la mode as innovations in our language are now in common use naivete foible chagrin grimace embarrass double entendre equivoque eclairissime ridicule all these words which she learns by heart to use occasionally are now in common use a dr russell calls psalm-singers ballad-singers having found the song of solomon in an old translation the ballad of ballads for which he is reproached by his antagonist for not knowing that the signification of words alters with time should i call him knave he ought not to be concerned at it for the apostle paul is also called a knave of jesus christ Footnote. a most striking instance of the change of meaning in a word is in the old law term let without let or hindrance meaning void of all opposition hence i will let you meant i will hinder you and not as we should now think i will give you free leave footnote unquestionably neology opens a wide door to innovation scarcely has a century passed since our language was patched up with gallic idioms as in the preceding century it was piebald with spanish and with italian and even with dutch the political intercourse of islanders with their neighbours has ever influenced their language in elizabeth's reign italian phrases shakespeare makes ancient pistol use a new coined italian word when he speaks of being better accommodated to the great delight of justice shallow who exclaims it comes from Accomodo, a good phrase and ben jonson in his tale of a tub ridicules inigo jones's love of two words he often used if it conduce to the design whate'er is feasible i can express End of footnote and netherland words were imported in james and charles the spanish framed the style of courtesy in charles the second the nation and the language were equally frenchified yet such are the sources from whence we have often derived some of the wealth of our language there are three foul corrupters of a language caprice affectation and ignorance such fashionable cant terms as theatricals and musicals invented by the flippant topham still survive among his confraternity of frivolity a lady eminent for the elegance of her taste and of whom one of the best judges the celebrated miss Edgeworth observed to me that she spoke the purest and most idiomatic english she had ever heard throughout an observation which might be extended to a great deal of our present fashionable vocabulary she is now old enough she said to have lived to hear the vulgarisms of her youth adopted in drawing-room circles Footnote. the term pluck once only known to the prize ring has now got into use in general conversation and also into literature as a term indicative of ready courage in the footnote to lunch now so familiar from the fairest lips in her youth was only known in the servants hall an expression very rife of late among our young ladies a nice man whatever it may mean whether that the man resemble a pudding or something more nice conveys the offensive notion that they are ready to eat him up when i was a boy it was an age of bon this good tone mysteriously conveyed a sublime idea of fashion the term imported late in the eighteenth century closed with it twaddle for a while succeeded bore, but bore has recovered the supremacy we want another swift to give a new edition of his polite conversation a dictionary of barbarisms too might be collected from some wretched neologists whose pens are now at work lord chesterfield in his exhortations to conform to johnson's dictionary was desirous however that the great lexicographer should add as an appendix a neological dictionary containing those polite though perhaps not strictly grammatical words and phrases commonly used and sometimes understood by the beau monde such terms as patent to the public Normal condition, crass behavior are the inventions of the last few years End of footnote this last phrase was doubtless a contribution such a dictionary had already appeared in the french language drawn up by two caustic critics who in the dictionnaire néologique à l'usage des beaux esprits du siècle collected together the numerous unlucky inventions of affectation with their modern authorities a collection of the fine words and phrases called from some very modern poetry might show the real amount of the favours bestowed on us the attempts of neologists are however not necessarily to be condemned and we may join with the commentators of aulus jellius who have lamented the loss of a chapter of which the title only has descended to us that chapter would have demonstrated what happens to all languages that some neologisms which at first are considered forced or inelegant become sanctioned by use and in time are quoted as authority in the very language which in their early stage they were imagined to have debased the true history of men's minds is found in their actions their wants are indicated by their contrivances and certain it is that in highly cultivated ages we discover the most refined intellects attempting neologisms footnote shakespeare has a powerfully composed line in the speech of the duke of burgundy henry v Act Five. scene two when describing the fields overgrown with weeds he exclaims the coulter rusts that should deracinate such savagery End of footnote. it would be a subject of great curiosity to trace the origin of many happy expressions when and by whom created plato substituted the term providence for fate and a new system of human affairs arose from a single word cicero invented several to this philosopher we owe the term of moral philosophy which before his time was called the philosophy of manners but on this subject we are perhaps more interested by the modern than by the ancient languages richardson the painter of the human heart has coined some expressions to indicate its little secret movements which are admirable that great genius merited a higher education and more literary leisure than the life of a printer could afford montaigne created some bold expressions many of which have not survived him his incuriosité, so opposite to curiosity well describes that state of negligence where we will not learn that of which we are ignorant with us the word incurious was described by Heylin, sixteen fifty six as an unusual word it has been appropriately adopted by our best writers although we still want in curiosity invented étrangete unsuccessfully but which says a french critic would be the true substantive of the word our lock is the solitary instance produced for foreignness for remoteness or want of relation to something Malaire borrowed from the latin insidieux securite which have been received but a bolder word de vouloir by which he proposed to express cesse de vouloir has not a term however expressive and precise Cornier happily introduced un sou in a verse in the CID. Vous êtes un sou mais non pas invincible yet this created word by their great poet has not sanctioned this fine distinction among the french for we are told that it is almost a solitary instance balzac was a great inventor of neologisms urbanite and felicite were struck in his mint si le mot felicite non pas francais il le sera l'année qui vient so confidently proud was the neologist and it prospered as well as Urbanité of which he says qu'on l'usage aura mûri parmi nous en mot de si mauvais goût et corrigé la de la nouveauté qui s'y peu trouver nous, nous y accoutumés comme mots autre que nous avons empruntés de la même langue. Balzac was however too sanguine in some other words for his delecte his seriosit etc still retained their bitterness of novelty Menage invented a term of which an equivalent is wanting in our language j'ai fait prosatour a limitation de l'italien prosatore pour dire un homme qui est to distinguish a prose from a verse writer we once had a proser drayton uses it but this useful distinction has unluckily degenerated and the current sense is so daily urgent that the purer sense is irrecoverable when Daboncourt was translating lucian he invented in french the words indolence and indolent to describe a momentary languor rather than that habitual indolence in which sense they are now accepted and in translating tacitus he created the word tourboulement but it did not prosper any more than that of temporisement segre invented the word impardonnable which after having been rejected was revived and is equivalent to our expressive unpardonable moliere ridicules some neologisms of the prcieuse of his day but we are too apt to ridicule that which is new and which we often adopt when it becomes old moliere laughed at the term sans canaille" to describe one who assumed the manners of a blackguard the expressive word has remained in the language the meaning is disputed as well as the origin is lost of some novel terms this has happened to a word in daily use fudge it is a cant term not in gross and only traced by todd not higher than to goldsmith it is however no invention of his in a pamphlet entitled remarks upon the navy seventeen hundred the term is declared to have been the name of a certain nautical personage who had lived in the lifetime of the writer there was sir in our time one captain fudge commander of a merchantman who upon his return from a voyage how ill fraught soever his ship was always brought home his owners a good cargo of lies. so much that now aboard ship the sailors when they hear a great lie told cry out you fudge it it is singular that such an obscure byword among sailors should have become one of the most popular in our familiar style and not less that recently at the bar in a court of law its precise meaning perplexed plaintiff and defendant and their counsel i think it does not signify mere lies but bouncing lies or rhodomontades there are two remarkable french words created by the Abbe de st pierre who passed his meritorious life in the contemplation of political morality and universal benevolence bienfaisance and gloriole. he invented gloriole as a contemptuous diminutive of glory to describe that vanity of some egotists so proud of the small talents which they may have received from nature or from accident Faisance first appeared in this sentence: "L'esprit de la vraie religion est le principal, but de l'évangile c'est la bienfaisance, c'est-à-dire la pratique de la charité envers le prochain." this word was so new that in the moment of its creation this good man explained its necessity and origin complaining that the word charity is abused by all sorts of christians in the persecution of their enemies and even heretics affirm that they are practising christian charity in persecuting other heretics i have sought for a term which might convey to us a precise idea of doing good to our neighbours and i can form none more proper to make myself understood than the term of bienfaisance good doing let those who like use it i would only be understood and it is not equivocal the happy word was at first criticised but at length every kind heart found it responded to its own feeling some verses from voltaire alluding to the political reveries of the good abbé noticed the critical opposition yet the new word answered to the great rule of horace Certains l'agis la tour dans la plume féconde fitons des veils projets pour le bien du monde et qui depuis trente ans écrit pour des ingrats viennent de créer un mot qui manque à vos là ce mot est bien faisance il me plaît il rassemble si le cœur en est cru bien des vertus ensemble petit grammarian grand precepteur de sol qui pesez la parole et mesurait les mots pareil expression vous semble hasardé mais l'univers entier doit en l'idée the french revolutionists in their rage for innovation almost barbarized the pure french of augustan age of their literature as they did many things which never before occurred and sometimes experienced feelings as transitory as they were strange their nomenclature was copious but the revolutionary jargon often shows the danger and the necessity of neologisms they form an appendix to the academy dictionary our plain english has served to enrich this odd mixture of philology and politics club clubiste comite jour juge de pays blend with their terrorisme lanterne a verb active lever en masse norade and the other verb active septembriser etc the barbarous term demoralization is said to have been the invention of the horrid capuchin chabot and the remarkable expression of arriere pense belonged exclusively in its birth to the jesuitic astuteness of the abb c a that political actor who in changing sides never required prompting in his new part a new word the result of much consideration with its author or a term which though unknown to the language conveys a collective assemblage of ideas by a fortunate designation is a precious contribution of genius new words should convey new ideas living amidst a civil war of pamphlets when certain writers were regularly employed by one party to draw upon replies to the other created a term not to be found in our dictionaries but which by a single stroke characterizes these hirelings he called them answer jobbers we have not dropped the fortunate expression from any want of its use but of perception in our lexicographers the celebrated marquis of lansdowne introduced a useful word which has of late been warmly adopted in france as well as in england to liberalise the noun has been drawn out of the verb for in the marquis's time that was only an abstract conception which is now a sect and to liberalise was theoretically introduced before the liberals arose Footnote the quarterly review recently marked the word liberalize in italics as a strange word undoubtedly not aware of its origin it has been lately used by mr Dougald stewart to liberalize the views dissertation second part page one hundred and thirty eight and a footnote it is curious to observe that as an adjective it had formerly in our language a very opposite meaning to its recent one it was synonymous with libertine or licentious we have a liberal villain and a most profane and liberal counsellor we find one declaring i have spoken too liberally this is unlucky for the liberals who will not give allowance to our liberal jests upon their persons beaumont and fletcher dr priestley employed a forcible but not an elegant term to mark the general information which had begun in his day this he frequently calls the spread of knowledge burke attempted to brand with a new name that set of pert petulant sophistical stylists whose philosophy the french since their revolutionary period have distinguished as philosophism and the philosophers themselves as philosophists he would have designated them as literators but few exotic words will circulate new words must be the coinage of our own language to blend with the vernacular idiom many new words are still wanted we have no word by which we could translate the atium of the latins the dilettante of the italians the alembique of the french as an epithet to describe that sublimated ingenuity which exhausts the mind till like the fusion of the diamond the intellect itself disappears a philosopher in an extensive view of a subject in all its bearings may convey to us the result of his last considerations by the coinage of a novel and significant expression as this of professor dugald stewart political religionism let me claim the honour of one pure neologism i ventured to introduce the term of fatherland to describe our natal solum i have lived to see it adopted by lord byron and by mr southey and the word is now common a lady has even composed both the words and the air of a song on fatherland this energetic expression may therefore be considered as authenticated and patriotism may stamp it with its glory and its affection fatherland is congenial with the language in which we find that other fine expression mother tongue the patriotic neologism originated with me in holland when in early life it was my daily pursuit to turn over the glorious history of its independence it's under the title of Van de history the history of fatherland if we acknowledge that the creation of some neologisms may sometimes produce the beautiful the revival of the dead is the more authentic miracle for a new word must long remain doubtful but an ancient word happily recovered rests on a basis of permanent strength it has both novelty and authority a collection of picturesque words found among our ancient writers would constitute a precious supplement to the history of our language far more expressive than our term of executioner is their solemn one of the deathsman, than our vagabond their scatterling than our idiot or lunatic their moonling a word which mr gifford observes should not have been suffered to grow obsolete herrick finally describes by the term pittering the peculiar shrill and short cry of the grasshopper the cry of the grasshopper is pit 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 quickly repeated envy dusking the lustre of genius is a verb lost for us but which gives a more precise expression to the feeling than any other words which we could use the late dr boucher in the prospectus of his proposed dictionary did me the honour then a young writer to quote an opinion i had formed early in life of the purest source of neology, which is in the revival of old words words that wise bacon or brave raleigh spake we have lost many exquisite and picturesque expressions through the dullness of our lexicographers or by the deficiency in that profounder study of our writers which their labours require far more than they themselves know the natural graces of our language have been impoverished the genius that throws its prophetic eye over the language and the taste that must come from heaven no lexicographer imagines are required to accompany him amidst the library of old books end of section four